I started listening, and what I started to find is that very often, the messages don't just come from an intuitive impulse or an insight. It comes from a random person whom we meet on the street, or it comes from a random conversation here in this room, or it comes from a book that we pick up in the morning. I am Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas in personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. I think we all acknowledge that there's an energy in everything, in companies, in countries, in groups of people that come together. How to listen to this energy? And try to give the right information that the energy needs to be provided. So I try to look for signs. As I've gone deeper in my spiritual growth, what I've started to notice is that the whole way that we have been trained to see how the world works is not necessarily true, and that there are two emergent qualities in human beings. That when we can tap into these two qualities, we can function in the world in a far more magnified way, and we can do better in the world. In a more magnified way, uplift other people without the pressure, the pain, the toil, the hard work that affects so many other people. Now, these two emergent qualities, I believe, are the first is a sense of connectedness and intuition to be able to listen to the still voices around you, and then to be able to act on these voices. And the second is once you listen to these voices, to be able to understand that you and The universe are connected in a deep way beyond what just hard work can produce, and then to create synchronicities, coincidences, movement towards the outcome that the universe wants to express in itself. So, I made it a habit to listen as much as I could, and because I have many great mentors, I would understand from them that the way they built their lives, they built their careers, also came from this listening. So I started listening, and what I started to find is that very often, the messages don't just come from an intuitive impulse or an insight. It comes from a random person whom we meet on the street, or it comes from a random conversation here in this room, or it comes from a book that we pick up in the morning. Literally, some of the ideas I'm going to share from stage today came from these random encounters over the last 24 hours. I'm going to share an idea that came from a book today, like a really thick book that a friend gave me last night. I asked the universe, "Is there a message in this book that I should share with the audience?" I opened the page, and boom, there it was. And the basis for this talk came from a mysterious phone call that came to me yesterday morning. So yesterday morning, I was brushing my teeth, and I was asking myself, "What do I talk about 24 hours from now on stage?" And I didn't want to just tap into my logical brain and look at my file of like some 50 different regular presentations. I thought maybe I'll just go take the elevator down, randomly roam the lobby, and wait for one of you guys to approach me and ask me a question, carry out a conversation, and see what happens. Because that's how the universe sometimes speaks to you. The universe doesn't have WhatsApp, so it basically like <laughs> manipulates people to come into your life. Now, as I put my toothbrush down, I noticed that my phone on my bed was vibrating. Now that's unusual because I don't do phone calls. I literally will not take phone calls. I don't do phone calls. No one in my family calls me. Everybody simply WhatsApps me or leaves me a voicemail. So if I get a phone call, it means there's an emergency, like my six-year-old daughter Eve tossed a cat in the aquarium or something, right? <laughs> like a severe emergency. So I dive on the bed and I notice it's an unrecognized number. So I pick it up, and it's this woman from Algeria. And she goes, "My name is Smeha. I need to talk to Vishen Lakiani." <laughs> so when I get these random calls, I always pretend like I'm my own assistant. So I'm like, um, "Vishen Lakiani is uh, not available right now." And she goes, "That's a real pity. Can you pass him a message?" So now I'm curious. So I'm like, "Okay, I will try to pass him a message." And then she goes, "You know what's really funny? You sound like Vishen." <laughs> Did he hire you because you have a similar voice? <laughs> and 
And I tell Smeha at this point, I learn her name. I tell Smeha, "Okay, fine, this is mission, but you realize it's 7 a.m. here in L.A." And she goes, "I'm so sorry. I just really needed to speak to you." And so we started talking. Now I don't normally take random phone calls. I don't want this to mean that any of you can just call me. But since since I was just asking for the universe to make someone from our community feed me a question. I thought maybe it's from this girl in Algeria, so I want to play a three-minute voicemail of our conversation, okay? And you will see where the rest of this talk is going to come from. Okay, Smeha, could you? So, firstly, tell us where are you from? I'm from Algeria. Okay, and your name is Smeha, right? And you called me at 7 a.m. in the morning. I, I don't know how you found my my phone number. How did you find my phone number? Actually, I googled it. What? <laughs> <laughs> I found my phone number on Google. I don't know. Okay, so that's really funny. So, so I told you. So I asked you for help. I said I was literally just brushing my teeth when you called. I just woken up, and I was thinking about what to talk about tomorrow on stage. And rather than randomly come up with a speech, I like to believe. That the universe will guide me in terms of what I'm going to talk about, and the universe guides me sometimes in funny ways. And I wonder if you are part of that guidance, because I've never received a phone call this bizarre <laughs> from a random stranger before. I also wanted to ask you for a favor. What would you like me to talk about tomorrow on stage in front of 800 people? Could you tell me that response you gave me earlier? That question. Yes. I really want you to talk about how can I reach my goals? How can we reach all our goals? Okay, why is that question important to you, Smeha? It's important to me because I have a problem. I always have my goals in front of me, but I don't know how to reach them. Got it. Got it. Give me one of your goals. One of my goals is to be a writer. To help people, to help people through my writings. Okay, give me another goal. Another goal? Okay, have a perfect relationship with people around me. Okay, and a third goal? Okay, I have a lot of goals. Okay, the third goal is to live as you know, adventures. To live adventures and. Visit a lot of places in the world. Okay, thank you, Smeha. So that's really, really, really cool. I'm going to use what you just asked to formulate my talk for tomorrow. So, firstly, your call is going to help contribute to ideas that will now touch 800 people tomorrow in the audience. Actually, 950 people tomorrow in the audience. So, firstly, know that you are part of magic, and in turn, know that the universe is acting through you, which means that there's something unique about you. And know that when you tap into this, your goals are going to come to you really, really easily. And I'm going to give you my program, Be Extraordinary. It's my newest program. I'm going to give that to you. And also because you want to be able to inspire other people, I'm going to give you Speak and Inspire by Lisa Nichols. Okay. So what I need you to do is to just respond to this WhatsApp with your Mind Valley email address and Martha from my team. She's going to send you a WhatsApp message and welcome you on board Mind Valley All Access. Actually, you know what? I'm just going to give you everything. Mind Valley All Access, 40 programs. Okay, so Martha from Ukraine is going to call you, and she's going to give you this. This is the most, probably the highest value education any human being can get on planet Earth today. Okay, so that that. If you like this talk, thanks, Meha. If you hate this talk, just find her on Instagram and let her know. So. What did Smeha ask for? She said, "Look, I have so many goals. What's the fastest way to get there?" So I want to make this talk about that because so many of us have multiple goals. Now I got into this idea very early, studying the work of Jose Silva, who was one of the pioneers of mind science in America. Like that photo was taken probably in the 1950s or 60s. I'm going to come to that picture in a moment, but first, notice Smeha listed three things, three goals that she wants to. To see emerge in her life, be a better speaker, and so on. I want you to close your eyes, and I want you to think of three goals—just three things you would like 
to have emerge in your life. I want you to keep those three goals or ideas in your mind as we go through this presentation, because you're going to use these as a reference point. So, Smeha's question was, "How do I move towards my goals? I have so many of them, but all of us face this, these barriers, these blocks." Now, I want to share with you what I've learned. Now, this doesn't mean it's scientifically accurate or that it is the best way. I want to share with you what I learned, layer by layer, over the last 25 years from different teachers. Because my job in the world is to be the aggregator. My job is to aggregate all of personal growth through all of these multiple, incredible individuals and wisdom teachers, and present them to our Mind Valley community, with no bias for just my own work. So I want to start with the first teacher. Now, this is Jose Silva. How many of you here have heard of Jose Silva? Amazing. That's really great. Jose was born in Laredo, Texas. He was a Mexican-American psychologist, worked for the U.S. Army, and created what back then in the '60s was known as the Silva Method. The Silva Method was one of the first great personal growth programs I studied. I studied it when I was 14 years old. Now, the first clue in terms of how do we move towards our goals. Was an important idea from the Silva method, and that idea was to visualize your goals and to make positive statements about your goals when you are able to go into what is called the alpha level of mind. Now, the alpha level of mind is a rested brain frequency. If regular brains are beating at 14 to 21 cycles per second, alpha is slower. It's seven to 14 cycles per second. Jose Silva started to show here in America that this vague concept that we often call meditation is not just for resting your body, but it is a altered state that you can use to spark coincidences. Synchronicities and all manner of movement towards your goals. So this is the first clue: accessing altered states. So the first question is: Do you have a practice that allows you to access an altered state? Meditation, of course, is the number one form of altered states. That when you're in that altered state, you are reflecting on the outcomes that you want. Okay. Ask yourself this question: Are you doing this? Yes or no? Because this is the first step. Now. In today's world, altered states have become a trillion-dollar industry. Stephen Kotler, the Mind Valley author, wrote a book about this called "Stealing Fire." Everyone from Silicon Valley CEOs to Marines are using altered states right now for everything from biohacking to intuition and so on. It's a trillion-dollar industry. Jose Silva was simply one of the first people who turned it into a methodology for visualizing and moving towards your goals. He never used words such as the law of attraction. He rarely used words such as meditation. It was about the scientific concept of lowering brainwave frequency to the alpha level. But that is essentially what you're doing when you have a meditation practice. That was clue number one. Now, clue number two came to me in 1998. When I stumbled upon a book called "Conversations with God" by this man, Neil Donald Walsh, anyone <laughs> recognize that work? So Neil, of course, is a Mind Valley author. Jose Silva, by the way, Mind Valley is going to be bringing his newest work to the world. He passed away in 1999, but some of his best work was created in 1996. The new Silva method is coming to the world through Mind Valley. So that's going to be happening this year. Neil Donald Walsh is currently a Mind Valley author. His program is called Awaken the Species. Now, I learned something really interesting from Neil. The universe wants allies, and the universe is fundamentally good. The universe, the universe is a big freaking deal. So, we were in a seminar in Barcelona. This was part of Mind Valley University, and Neil was teaching a three-day seminar at Mind Valley University in Barcelona, based on his newest work, Awaken the Species. And there was a woman in the audience. I was sitting at the back near the AV, and there was a woman in the audience who stood up and said, "Neil, all of this stuff you speak about, about how we are particles of God and so on, is great. But I still wake up every morning sometimes feeling depressed and sad and worried, and I just feel bad. What do I do in those scenarios?" And Neil said, "It's really simple. Remember this: your life is not about you. Rather." Your life is about the lives of everyone you touch. 
when you make your life about the lives of everyone you touch, you will never wake up feeling anxiety or worry or stress again. He went on to say, you must adopt this philosophy so powerfully that when you walk into a room, your intention should be to heal the room. This is the second clue. You should pretend as if you are chosen by the universe to fix the world, to heal the world, to enhance the world. When you walk into this room, even though there are 950 other incredible individuals here, your job, your intention should not be, what will I learn, what will I get from other people, but how am I going to serve? I want you to make that intention now. When you walk into the room, your intention should be to heal the room. Ask yourself a question about serving. Close your eyes right now. A question could be, how will I light up someone's day today? An intention might be, I'd love to make three friends today, because friendship is a form of serving too. Okay, so back to the stage. Clue number two, to get to your goals, first one is altered states. Think about, reflect your goals when you're in an altered state practice, such as meditation. Number two, operate from life with an aim of serving. I call this Neil's Law. Operate from life with an aim of serving, not I want to create a company so I can exit at a million dollars, but I want to create a company because this company has the potential to serve the world in this following way. That's rule number two. Now, the third one comes from this woman. Does anyone know her? She'll be taking the stage shortly. She might even be in the room. So Lisa Nichols was one of the most prominent teachers in a movie called The Secret. It emerged in like 2003 or 2005. There were multiple versions of it. But in the final version, Lisa was so powerful as a teacher that Oprah put her on stage. And her storytelling ability, her ability to inspire was incredible. Now, what I learned from Lisa in terms of moving towards goals was something that Jose Silva didn't really speak about in his work, but is truly important. And that is the goal or the outcome that you are aiming for must be something that fills you with positive emotion. In other words, emotion is a force multiplier. So the problem many people have is that their goalless are goals or visions or ideas that come from the outside world. It's not coming from within them. It's coming from what media or television or your parents or your family tells you you need to do. You need to be driving that sports car. You need that beautiful apartment with a pool. You need this, you need that. But true goals, true intention comes from within. And when it comes from within, you tend to have more emotion towards it because you're not blindly following someone else's path. So that's clue number three. Now there's a clue number four, and it came from this teacher, Marie Diamond. Now Marie is one of the most powerful healers and energy workers in the world, and she has a very interesting rule. So I asked her once, why is it that sometimes my goals come to me with supreme ease, sometimes they don't? And she said, what you got to understand about the world is that it's not just about intention. Marie says it's about one-third of what you create in your life is your intention. One-third is your destiny. It's what your soul has decided you need to experience, and sometimes that might be painful. One-third, she said, is feng shui, or the energy of the spaces around you. Now, I don't fully understand that concept yet. I'm still figuring out the feng shui part. I honestly don't know if I fully buy it, but I do understand that one-third or not all of my life is generated through pure intention. There's a large portion of it, Marie says one-third, that is your soul's intention for you. In other words, it is people that you are meant to meet, and it's predetermined. It's situations you're meant to go through, and you're meant to experience these situations. And sometimes it's pain and failure that you're meant to go through so your soul can learn. And you want to surrender into this. What this means is accept uncertainty. If you have three goals, one may just not be in your soul's path. That's okay. Two out of three is still pretty damn good. But you accept that uncertainty and you embrace it because you know that that failure is going to teach you something. Okay, now clue number five comes from this man. Can anyone recognize him? So I met Michael Beckwith 
in Portugal recently. We were having our A-Fest event there. Michael was one of the key speakers. And we were sitting down for breakfast, and we just started talking. Michael is the spiritual teacher at the Agape Spiritual Center. How many of you here go to Agape? It's amazing. If you haven't been to Agape, go check out Agape. It's a spiritual church here in LA. And Michael is mesmerizing on stage. So Michael told me over breakfast, so many people in the world today are obsessed with this idea called the law of attraction. And Michael said, look, I was in the secret, but I can tell you the law of attraction is, is wrong. The universe doesn't give you what you want. The universe gives you who you are. And so Michael said, don't think law of attraction, think law of resonance. In other words, you have to be that which you want. And then the universe responds. Okay, fifth clue. So as I started layering on these teachings from these different spiritual teachers, what I started noticing is that my life started accelerating in really mysterious ways. Thoughts become reality incredibly fast. I decide that I want to give a talk, and I don't want to get attached to what I'm going to talk about or sweat about it, and I get a mysterious phone call from Algeria. But I'm not special. All of us have that ability. So these are the five things I want you to embody in your practice. Okay, the first is access altered states. You must have a meditation practice. The most successful people in the world today have a meditation practice. Number two, intend to serve. Make your life about more than just you. Make your life about giving some benefit to humanity, and it is okay if you don't know exactly what that is yet. Setting the intention will make the answer come. Third, build exhilaration, build emotion into that which you're trying to bring forth into the world. Fourth, accept uncertainty. You are going to fail. That's okay. Society puts so much of a stigma on failure, but if you understand that failure is okay, Bruce Lee said, for example, the point of a goal is not to hit the goal. The point of a goal is to move towards it and learn. That's what we are talking about. And the final thing is the law of resonance. You have to be that which you want to experience in the world. Now, we're going to put all of this together into a simple technique that I want to teach you. Okay? All, most of you meditate. Most of you already are people who intend to serve. Most of you understand the power of emotions attached to your desires. Most of you accept uncertainty. Not all of you. This is one of, the hardest, one of the hardest learnings, right? Because we still judge ourselves so much when we fail or when a relationship ends or when a business doesn't succeed, and we blame ourselves. But what if that was simply the universe's way of propelling you onto your next learning? So number four, a lot of us are still growing into. Number five is the key idea I want to focus on today. So I want to teach you a way to really, really embrace this fifth point, the law of resonance. I want to teach you a way to rapidly change your identity so you become the person that you seek to be, and the universe responds. So I found that picture. My son looks really traumatized. <laughs> so that picture was taken in 2008. I'd just become a father. Right? And I was trying to figure out, like, how do I juggle being a dad and also run a business? That's literally me working on the business while Hayden is on my lap, and I'm like moving my leg to like rock him so he sleeps. <laughs> I wish I could figure out what is going through his head. <laughs> because, <laughs> because if you look at that baby, <laughs> he's definitely confused or disappointed. <laughs> he's like, Wait, God, you brought me into the world for this? <laughs> so I was trying to figure this shit out, like all of us are, right? But I believed back then that hard work, hard work was the path to success. I believed that hard work was the path to success. So when I became a father, I cut down on my working hours. I literally, 2007 to 2008, cut down on my working hours. And what I found is that because the belief that hard work was necessary for success was so embedded in me, I started believing and feeling that because I was not working hard enough, because I had to make a choice, I had to spend, allocate you know, an hour or two every day to being a dad, I had to make that choice. Now I was no longer working hard, therefore success would elude me. And what started to happen is that my business back then, which was an early version of Mind Valley, started to collapse. 
we started losing money and losing money and losing money until we were at a point where we were going to have to lay off our employees. And I later realized that it was a wiring in my head. I began to realize that it was a belief that was creating my reality. It was the law of resonance at play. I believe my identity was my success comes from hard work. I'm a hard-working Indian immigrant kid, and that's why I was going to succeed. So that was my reality. When I had to reduce my working hours, business started failing. Now, this is when Marie's rule kicked in. I went through so much pain and anxiety and depression, knowing that a business I'd built up for five years was about to poof, disappear. That I decided that I needed to go on a spiritual journey. I attended workshops by Esther Hicks, by Harv Eker. I read all the books I could by Neil Donald Walsh, and somewhere in there, I got an answer. And that answer was: this whole hard work thing is bullshit. This idea that you have to choose between being a dad and being an entrepreneur is bullshit. We can have it all, but we got to change our frame of reference. Now, long story short, I changed that frame of reference, and in eight months, Mind Valley grew 400 percent in revenue. In eight months, it had never grown that fast before. But it happened because my frame of reference changed. I decided to believe that it wasn't hard work that was going to create success; it was joy in work. That simple frame and reference, joy in work, meant I was working less. That things started exploding. This was the law of resonance in action. And today, my life is very different. That picture was taken at Mind Valley University. I get to bring together so many of our authors. You'll notice Marie Diamond in that photo. You'll notice Sri Kumar Rao. You'll notice Nicole Gibson, who is running our tribe workshops over here with many of my close friends. Some of them are in this front row right now. And this is work for me. I'm running a university, but I'm having so much freaking fun. Joy is the path to success. So that became my new reality. Now I want to share this with you because I want you to understand that your rules about the world will be true for you, but none of those rules are actually set in stone. You can decide. You can literally decide that you will be successful if you wear blue every day, and you will be successful. I may or may not have that rule. Whatever rule you create will become true for you. This is why so many pro athletes, and I train a lot of American pro athletes. They have their lucky habits. It might be a lucky stone that they touch in their pocket before they take the field. It may be a blessing or a prayer. This is why all the religions count. Because what, whether you believe in Jesus or Allah or whatever religious book, if you believe in that, it becomes true for you. It's all a freaking matrix, people. And you can figure this stuff out now. Let's show you how to hack the matrix. You hack the matrix by upgrading your identity really fast, and I want to teach you how to do that. If you've enjoyed this podcast, consider joining Mind Valley All Access. Now you can sign up to Mind Valley All Access and unlock every Mind Valley program instantly. Get access to transformation from all of the world's best minds in everything, from parenting to biohacking to mind, body, spirit, entrepreneurship, work productivity. Learn from the likes of Ben Greenfield, Jim Quick, Shafali Sabari, Stephen Kotler, and more. All available to you for less than two dollars a day. Simply visit mindvalley.com/now. That's mindvalley.com. Forward slash n o w, and you'll be surprised to see that Mind Valley All Access now comes with advanced technologies to completely transform your learning, your networks, and your human connections, including our new private social network for students, Connections by Mind Valley, and our altered state inducement app Ombana, which complements our regular training with altered state methodologies to transform you. At a subconscious level, check it all out on mindvalley.com/now. mindvalley.com/now. Okay, so now we come to the next part. There are seven identities that I think are really empowering that you want to bring in. Now, these seven identities came from conversations I had with multiple spiritual teachers, including one spiritual teacher who is going to be a surprise guest tomorrow. I won't reveal who he is, but he's one of the most powerful shapeshifters in the universe. He will be here tomorrow. 
Okay, now these are the seven identities. I want you to take this down. The first is discipline. You find great joy in what you do. Work and play becomes one. That means you are a person who believes that joy and work are interlinked. I call it discipline. It is the discipline of bliss. It is the discipline that says that the most important thing in my life is to be blissful. Every day, in the absence of fear, in the absence of uncertainty, in the absence of failure, you can choose bliss. That is what we mean by discipline. Second thing, immunity to overwhelm. I see this so often in people I hire. So many things going on. I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so stressed out. I'm so in, I'm facing anxiety. All of this is real. I'm not denying that they're experiencing that. But what I learn is that this is another illusion. Look at men like Elon Musk. They run two companies simultaneously, and both are thriving. Steve Jobs did the same. Look at the multitude of projects that Oprah has. Look at Beyonce and what she's able to do. They are able to do a lot of this stuff because the rules seem to not apply to them. This idea of overwhelm, stress, and anxiety is an illusion. In fact, there's a famous TED talk that shows that if you believe stress is going to be bad for your health, it will be bad for your health. But if you believe stress, Is good for you. It will be good for you. Again, all the rules of the world are made up. So why not choose the rule that you want to live by? So I decided to take this rule that I'm going to be immune to overwhelm. That I can handle multiple projects, multiple businesses, multiple companies, and still get healthier every month, and still have deep connections with the people in my life. Rule number two: You're no longer burdened by the thoughts of overwhelm. Multitasking becomes easy. Rule number three that you want to take on: win-win relationships. You're able to create a positive vibe and generate great energy with everyone in your life. This means all relationships are win-win. All interactions are infused with positivity and care. This is why when Christina and I ended our marriage, our relationship after 19 years, it simply shifted from a romantic relationship to a friend relationship. It was win-win. I don't believe in breakups. I don't believe in heartbreak. You simply shift the definition of the relationship, but it is still win-win. Both parties benefit. If I part ways with a business partner or an author, we don't bring in lawyers to haggle about assets. I ask them, "What is it that you want that is going to serve you?" They're like, "Okay, I love these pieces. Great, you take them." All my business relationships are based on one thing: contract or no contract, revenue or not. This person who is doing business with me. If they walk away from the interaction with Mind Valley and they feel that we were not less than loving and conscious, we've already failed. So I rarely work with lawyers anymore. <laughs> I'm not saying we don't need lawyers. My CFO still makes sure that we have legal contracts. But I tell every author who comes into my life, look, my commitment is: you love our relationship as businesses, as me, as. Founder of Mind Valley and you as the author. Everything in my life has to be win-win, and this is possible too. But the world tells you it's not. Number four, inspiration on demand. All of us have access to this. As soon as you believe that you can tap into inspiration on demand, it starts speaking to you. But it may not be the usual ways you think. It may not be dreams. It may not be intuition. It may be that random phone call from a girl in Algeria who found your number on the internet. And to this day, I don't know how my number got on the internet. <laughs> But inspiration on demand—the universe can talk to you in any way it wants. There's a beautiful book called *Big Magic*. How many of you have read *Big Magic*? Great book, right? By Elizabeth Gilbert. In *Big Magic*, Elizabeth Gilbert has a beautiful line. She says, "The universe doesn't play favorites. The universe will whisper to you, and the universe can choose anybody it wants to whisper its next grand plan to." Your job is to act on that, and if you don't act on that, the universe basically will go. Look, it's no big deal. I'll just go to the next person. The universe is whispering to all of you all the time, but you got to give it a signal that you're willing to listen. Now, that signal, by the way, is why Neil Donald Walsh said, "Live in life with the intention to serve." If you decide that you want to serve the planet, the ecology, or you want to serve. Kids in need—that is a clue. You're raising your hand for the universe to whisper to you. So what I found is a very beneficial model of living is to decide what areas of this planet we want to serve, and to wait for those whispers. But again, you don't even need to wait. If you believe you need to wait, you will wait. 
I simply meditate and I start talking, and I trust the downloads that I'm getting. This is inspiration on demand. Now I've started experimenting with other ways to get inspiration on demand: peyote ceremonies, ayahuasca, neuro training, and I found that all of these things, from plant medicine to neuro training, mind-blowing stuff. I recently did an ayahuasca trip, and for five hours straight, the universe downloaded for me exactly what I needed to do to get to one billion lives. Right? One. It was five hours of downloads, and all of us have access to this. You just have to ask the right question. My friend Jack Canfield, who takes people on ayahuasca trips to Costa Rica, says there are three big questions that are very useful to ask. So you guys might want to take this down. The first question is: Show me who I've become, or show me who I need to become. Now you don't have to do ayahuasca or go to Costa Rica. It's one of many different ways. You can do this with neuro training. There are many devices that put you into altered states. You can do this with meditation. You can do this with chanting. You can do this in a sound bath. There are many different modalities in the world today, especially if you live in California, that allow you to get to altered states. So that was the first question. Second question is: Show me how to get united with my soul at all cost. Now you want to be careful with this question. Because if you want to truly be united with your soul at all costs, you're giving the universe permission to disrupt your business, your relationship, your way of life, the city you live in. So you must be prepared for change. This is why Marie Diamond's law is so important: expect uncertainty and embrace that. Know that there is a greater plan. Okay, so that's the second question. The third question that people sometimes ask in plant medicine ceremonies is a question along the lines of "Heal my heart" or "Show me what I need to do to heal my heart." This is a way for you to heal charges or issues that you may have with an ex-partner, an ex-lover, maybe your parents, maybe someone who did something to you in childhood. These three questions are a way of bringing in inspiration and demand. Okay, we go on to identity number five. Abundance, whether it's financial or health or love and life experiences, you start to see abundance emerging in all areas of your life. So you want to live life as if abundance just naturally flows to you. This needs to be your stated default mode of being. One of the newest authors that we're bringing to Mind Valley is Ken Honda. I'm really excited about bringing Ken because Ken has written 53 books. Plus plus in Japan, he's the biggest personal growth teacher in Japan, and I think it's really important to learn personal growth not just from the teachers that we see in the United States, but with teachers all around the world. And Ken defines abundance this way: He said, "The truly rich people, the richest people in the world, do not define wealth as a certain money level. It's not a million dollars in the bank or ten million dollars in the bank." He said, "They see wealth." As the availability of money, like air, this is abundance. He was interviewing a guy called Wahei Takeda, who's like the Warren Buffett of Japan, and he asked Wahei, "What does it mean to be rich?" And Wahei Takeda said, "To be rich means to see money as air. I know that whatever money I need for me to accomplish my dreams, my goals, my intention will flow to me. And if you live the life like that, you are truly rich. So this is what we mean by abundance. It isn't a number." In fact, if you attach it to a number, you will never truly feel abundant, because there's always a higher number. But if you believe that love, that wealth and money, that life experiences, that connections are like air, and you can breathe it in as and when you need it, that is the identity of abundance. Now, the sixth identity is flow and ease. It's believing. That life flows almost as if it's blessed by luck and synchronicity. It almost feels as if you are held by a benevolent universe. Now that word "benevolent universe" comes from the Mind Valley teacher Sri Kumar Rao. He is a famous MBA professor who brings in Eastern philosophy into MBA programs in Colombia, London Business School, and so on. And Rao said one of the most powerful models of reality we can have is the idea that the universe is benevolent. And that the universe embraces us and has our back. As soon as you start believing this, it starts to become real, and you start seeing life moving as if by magic. Now, the seventh identity 
is bending reality. This is the one I absolutely love, and I talk about a lot. Your true want seems to come to you with ease. Life seems easier as you're supported by a benevolent universe. This is where you believe that you can literally shift the fabric of time and space to make that which you want happen. The more you practice this, the more powerful it starts to get. Now, the funny thing is this, guys: all of these seven identities, you already can adopt them. You can literally decide and believe to adopt any of these identities today, and your life will start to shift. But there is a simple technique you can apply today itself, in five minutes, to start adopting these identities. Now, if you think of adopting these identities on a scale of one to a hundred, it doesn't mean you go all the way to a hundred, but you might go from zero to like a ten today itself, and by the end of the week, go from a ten to like a seventy-three. It's that easy, but it has to do with rewiring your brain. Now, let me go a little bit more into that. So, we've talked a lot about spirituality. Let's talk about science. James Clear wrote a remarkable book called Atomic Habits. That book is blowing up all over the world. And James Clear says this: When we want to change our lives, we often do it the wrong way. You want to get fit and lose weight. We decide that we are going to go to the gym three times a week, but. This isn't actually the way we shift. So most people focus on shifting through outcome. So outcome means they decide, going to go to the gym and lose five kilograms. Oh, sorry, I realize this is an American audience. Eleven point four pounds <laughs> this year. You guys really got to get with the metric system. It's it's ins- okay. So that is outcome-based changed. The second change is process. You decide I'm going to go to the gym every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm going to set my alarm to wake me up at 7:15 a.m. Now, what James observed is that in the vast majority of people, neither outcome-oriented change or process-oriented change actually works. These were scientific studies. If you decide that you're going to change by adopting a process, what is inevitably going to happen is that the vast majority of people at 7:15 are going to hit the snooze button. They're going to go. Gosh, you know, I worked so hard last night. I really, I really need to like give myself some love. So I'm going to lie in bed and sleep and just let myself love myself rather than go to the gym. This always happens. You know, you've done this. This is why gym memberships saw in January and then they collapse. Now, what James Clear said is, if you really want to create that shift, you go directly for identity. Identity is the deepest. The deepest way to create change. You take on an identity along the lines of, "I have the fit body of an athlete." Now, if you believe that you have the fit, energetic body of an athlete, you will need to go to the gym, because otherwise, you're not living your identity. The gym is part of you, just like having breakfast is part of you, just like taking a shower is part of you. But it's literally an identity shift that is the most effective way to changing your life. Okay, now, I. Tried this technique in 2016. I first started applying this particular technique, this identity shifting technique, to my health. My hair started growing. I would have had a ball patch. My hair started growing back. My eyesight improved. My body lost weight. My musculature changed. This was what my two-year transformation looks like. If you Google pictures of me before 2016, I look older in 2016 than I do now. You can literally change the physiology of your body. You can change your income. You can change your style of speaking. Every year when you see me on stage at Mind Valley Live, I will look different. I will have upgraded myself. This is because I am upgrading myself. I'm literally taking on new identities every single month. Okay. Now, how do you shift your identity? You have to implant a trick question in your brain. Now, this trick question first came to me from this Mind Valley teacher, Christy Marie Sheldon. What? She's one of the original Mind Valley teachers. Brilliant lady. She calls it lofty questions. I adapted it a bit, and I call it identity shift statements. But because I want to honor my teachers, we're going to use Christy's word, lofty questions. So, what you're going to do is you're going to create an identity statement in the form of a question. That you're going to repeat to yourself once, just once during your meditation. So, if we look at that first identity of bliss, 
This is what the question looks like: Why am I surrounded by bliss and happiness, no matter what? Why am I surrounded by bliss and happiness, no matter what? So here's what's going on. Firstly, a lot of people believe in affirmations. How many of you here do affirmations? Awesome, phenomenal. Except that Jose Silva in the 1980s, after studying about a million people who did the Silva method, declared that affirmations are often useless. Now, why are they useless? They are, it's not that the affirmation is useless; it is the energy or the intent behind the affirmation. Too many people might say, "I am so happy no matter what," but in their mind, there's a voice going, "Uh-uh, you were a real grumpy asshole last night." <laughs> so they don't truly believe it; they're trying to force it. Now, what's going on here is that you are tricking your brain. You're not making a declaration; you are asking a question. You are combining a declaration, which is intention, with a question, which opens you up to inspiration. So, what did I say were the two most emergent human qualities that schools need to teach us? Intuition and intention—the power of our mind to influence our reality. What you're doing with the lofty question is you're combining both. You are giving forth an intention, but you're opening your subconscious to the inspiration on how to get there by phrasing it as a question. Do you guys see what I'm doing here? Okay, so you don't say I'm blissful and happy no matter what. You say, "Why am I surrounded by bliss and happiness no matter what?" When this happens, that nagging voice in your head cannot counter it because you're not stating a declaration; you are asking a question, and everyone has a right to ask a question. Now, if you're thinking, "What nagging voice? I don't have a nagging voice," that's the voice. <laughs> Okay, so first identity statement: bliss. This is the question I formulated, and you can feel free to take this, adapt this, rewrite it. The word "no matter what" comes from Lisa Nichols' book "No Matter What." Okay, number two: immunity to overwhelm. Why am I able to do so much in so little time? So I ask myself this question every morning, and when I go through my day, I have no overwhelm. Why am I able to do so much in so little time? One of the members of my team, Agatha, tells me we are convinced, Vision, that you secretly have a time machine. How are you able to like get things done so fast? It's because of this simple, lofty question I ask myself in the morning. The third one: win-win relationships. Why am I always surrounded by love and amazing people whom I'm deeply connected to? Why am I always surrounded by love and amazing people whom I'm deeply connected to? This is why I have so many friends in my life. I ask myself this question every single morning: Why am I always surrounded by love and amazing people, whom I'm deeply connected to? Fourth, inspiration on demand. Why am I so brilliant, so genius, and so able to tap into source for instant inspiration? Ask yourself this: You can take on these identities easily, guys. We are all made of the same stuff. I was watching a movie. Called the Current Wars, and it was about Edison and Nikola Tesla. And in that movie, there's this brilliant scene where Tesla invents the AC motor in his head, the entire motor invented in his head. And George Westinghouse goes to him to buy the rights to this motor, and George Westinghouse says, "Can you demo it to me?" And Tesla goes, "Of course not." And George Westinghouse goes, "How do I know it works?" Tesla goes, "I designed it, I built it, I tested it all in my head. Of course it works." And the AC motor did work. It's why Elon named this car after Tesla. Now all of us have access to that. So inspiration on demand. You simply have to adopt this identity, and you can jump into it with this question. Now the next one is abundance. Why am I so good at making, keeping, and multiplying money? This is a great question to ask yourself. I used to be very irresponsible with money. I had no no method, no formula. I started asking myself this question. I became super organized with money. Why am I so good at making, keeping, and multiplying money? Next, flow and ease. Why does the universe always have my back? I love the simplicity of this question. Why does the universe always have my back? So I always believe that the universe always has my back. It's a really fun way of living. 
Because no matter what goes wrong, you know you have someone who has your back, and it's a really powerful someone who doesn't judge you. Next, bending reality. Why do my dreams and goals come to me with such ease and speed? Okay, now you can invent your own question. These were just some examples, right? You can literally invent your own question. I want to get some examples from the audience. Pick a category, a quality that you want to bring into your life. It doesn't have to be these seven. It could be anything else. It could be something on parenting. It could be something on romance. It could be something on building your business and entrepreneurship. It could be something as a writer. I want you to create a question right now, and then we're going to share it with the audience. And remember, there is no monopoly or trademark on questions. So if you hear someone else say a question. And you decide that's good. You can write it down too. Great. Stand up, please. Could we get her a mic runner? So she's going to share a question. And if you like it, you take it down. And tell us your name and where you're from. Hi, everybody. I'm Willow Bradner from Denver, Colorado. <laughs> Why am I so easily booked and paid to speak? Wow, I love that question. I want that. <laughs> Next. Why I have so clear vision of what I want? Beautiful. Why do I have such a clear vision of what I want? I love that. What is your name? Carmen Sanchez Romero. I am from Spain. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hi, Vision. Stand up, please, and tell us your name and where you're from. Richard Kroll from Miami. And my my thing is, why did the universe chose me to change the world? Beautiful. Love that. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, let's hear your question, guys. This is Jeffrey. He started a little company called Zumba. Stand up, Jeffrey Pullman. My question that I ask myself: Why is the universe trying to turn my life into a masterpiece? I love that. I love that. By the way, I want to acknowledge Jeffrey. When I spoke about listening to downloads from the universe. A lot of that was inspired by Jeffrey, because that's how Zumba became the huge company and became Inc. Magazine Company of the Year. Jeffrey and his brother and their family listened to downloads, and synchronicities led them to creating this fitness dance revolution based on fluorescent clothing. <laughs> so thank you, Jeffrey. That's what it was telling us. Are you going to dance with the rest of the Zumba instructors later? If you, if you. If you all cheer for me, I won't be able to say no, and then I'll have to. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Mo. Okay, Mo Magic. Mo Magic, stand up. So, guys, this is Mo Magic. He's a brilliant magician from South Africa, and I'm, I'm just going to see it this year. But if you guys want to have your minds blown, okay, hover around him because he will certainly pull up a spoon and then make it levitate or something. Mo, what is your question? Well, this one is on a, on a personal level, and the, uh, the question is: Why does the universe want me to give a partner all my love? Beautiful. Okay, right over here. Mike and sorry, New Zealand. My question is: Why universe ask me? You see everyone as perfect. I say yes. I love that. The question is how I changed the way universe see us now. Why? Why I was the one who came to perfection in humanity. <laughs> I love that, Mike. Thank you. Okay, so Renee and Akira, stand up. Okay, guys, this is Renee and Akira. You may recognize them because we just launched, we just launched a parenting company with them. In Mind Valley, a company called Little Humans. So Renee and Akira are the host of our new parenting division, teaching people incredible parenting. What is your question? Why does the universe send us the world's most inspiring ideas to tell and share with the world? Why does the universe want me to look so damn good as I age? <laughs> I love that. By the way, so 
Renee's question is, why does the universe want me to look so damn good as I age? If you watch the video where I explain why I chose Renee and Akira, one of the reasons I chose Renee is because Renee had a brain tumor surgery that went wrong, causing paralysis of her face. For the longest time, she couldn't close her eyes, she couldn't talk properly, half her face was paralyzed. Doctors told her there was no cure. She healed it herself, right? So this is actually physical, physical change happening in the body based on the mind. So your story is inspiring. Jason Goldberg, you want to stand up? So Jason Goldberg is one of the top teachers on Evercoach, Valley's coaching division. Jason, what's your... He's also the number 22 highest-ranked Jewish rapper in the world. Jason, I want to hear your question, but I want you to wrap it. I'm going to wrap my question? Yeah. Can I do my question and rap separately? Sure. All right, so my question... Why does the universe make it so easy for me to be such an amazing transformational entertainer? Awesome. Now you really want me to rap? Sure. Can I come on stage with you, though? I'm yeah, come on stage. Right. Come on, y'all, make some noise. How y'all feeling, first of all? Make some noise for Vision. All right, check it out. First of all, give it up for Mia's suit. First of all, I just got to do that. All right, check it out. I'm going to make this fast. Yo, what if there was no such thing as villains? Nobody to teach a lesson to. Nobody to backlash at because they mess with you. What if instead of wasted energy and effort to make yourself right and them wrong, you just accepted you? Because when you let them get to you, it's extra fuel to upset you and disconnect you from the truth. You're exceptional. What if you could love anything someone says to you and treat their critiques as simply a self-expression tool to teach you something you may have actually needed to hear? Listen with openness instead of retreating with fear. I'll take your judgments because now it's exceedingly clear. When I expand my awareness, I'm increasingly here. I don't mean you shouldn't speak your mind or assert yourself, but when it comes from your ego, you might just hurt yourself. Search yourself, and you can love anybody you talk to for all they've gone through and what they believe will serve them well. Don't take it personnel. No need to have your patience shook, because everything you're presented with is for your greatest good. I got no enemies, not a single enemy, any and every one that was sent to me, it was meant to be. To help me go from a centipede to immensely free. That freedom comes from in me when I just let it be. Thank you, Jason. Okay. Jason has officially now ascended to be the 14th best Jewish rapper. Awesome. Thank you. You were 22, man, but that was amazing. <laughs> That's on the vision scale. So... As we wrap up, I hope you guys understand how powerful this idea can be. Now, when I do the six-phase meditation, I, at phase four, rather than apply creative visualization, I now apply lofty questions, because I found it to be a far more advanced and powerful technique than creative visualization. I want to suggest that you apply that too. In the training of the six-phase that you see free on the internet, we talk about visualization because that's easy. It's hard to teach something more nuanced than this. It requires more awareness and more experience in personal growth. But if you are here, and if you do the six-phase, insert this in phase four. Make phase four about your lofty questions. If you don't do the six-phase, you can inject lofty questions into any style of meditation. I have 27 lofty questions that I do every single morning. One of the questions is, why am I always surrounded by love? Why do I have such a great relationship with Hayden and Eve, my children? Why do I have such an incredible team at Valley, And so on. You can create any type of question you want. But I started finding this technique so powerful, for me it ended up being like 27 questions. But... Every month, I may remove a question, I may add a question, and you grow in terms of your identity. After you say a question enough, it just becomes part of you, and then you don't have to keep repeating it. It just becomes a new identity. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this talk, but we're not done yet. Remember Smeha from Algeria? If you like what you learned today, 
She was the source inspiration. So I want us all to just give her a thank you, and I'm going to send this to her. Okay? So, hi, Smeha. So, no big deal. This is Vision. I'm here on stage, and your random phone call, because you stalked me and found my phone number online. Please don't ever reveal that to anyone. Resulted in me giving a training here to 950 people. So we, I want you all to say, we love you, Smeha. One, two, three. <laughs> That's awesome. The reason I wanted to bring Smeha into this equation is because I want you to understand that the universe operates through all of us. Smeha called me because she was going through some pain, and she felt she just desperately needed to reach out. She didn't understand that whatever pain she experienced sparked this. And there's an important lesson here for all of us. Pain can spark something great. There is no such thing as pain. And that's another identity that you can choose to take on. Suffering, pain don't exist in your life. Only learning and only things that help you evolve as a soul. So you see, it's all an illusion. It's all a game. You can choose to shift anything instantly. You can walk out of this room right now, today, and be a different person. And that is my greatest wish for you guys. So thank you. Vishen Lakiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? your relationships? How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of 150,000 of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.